Hi everyone, my name is Teresa. And my name is Julie. And you're listening to episode two of our three-part launch. If you listen to our first episode, we talked a bit about growing up in SF. And today we're talking about our college experiences. Very fun stuff, woohoo! Welcome or welcome back everyone. If this is the first episode you're listening to, we're just two friends learning about how to navigate through adulthood. Come join us on our journey as we try to figure it all out. Let's get started. Raise your glass. Let's make a toast. Here's to adulting. To give a little bit of background, first I wanted to start with saying what school we went to and what major we studied. So I went to UC Davis and I majored in managerial economics. It's basically the closest thing we have to business in Davis. And then I minored in tech management. What about you, Julie? I went to UC Santa Cruz and I graduated with a psych degree and an education minor. And was UC Santa Cruz your first choice? Actually, originally I was supposed to go to San Jose State, but I ended up at UCSC. So here I am, or well, here I was. <laughs> SJ and SC are pretty close to each other, right? Am I wrong? No, that, they are pretty close to each other. I think they're like 30 or 45 minutes away. But UCSC is further from SF than SJ is. So that's also like a reason why I wanted to go to UCSC instead, just to be a little further away from home and kind of like get what I thought would be a better college experience. Mm -hmm. But how about you, Teresa? Was Davis your first choice? For me, it was in between UC Davis and UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara is a lot farther from SF and I didn't really consider going there because I didn't know if I was going to fit in with the culture there and their biggest selling point were beaches and how beautiful the campus was. I personally sadly never got to see the campus because I didn't get to explore but I knew I didn't like beaches and sand that much so for me there wasn't too much to lose. Uh, Davis was a lot closer to SF and I felt like it would have been Easier if I got to visit home more often. Even though I didn't, the option was there. So I'm curious, like, is Davis particularly known for anything? Or are there, like, any stereotypes associated? Oh, definitely. I think you probably heard this, Julie, but... When people think about Davis, they think about cows. And, like, all you do there is, like, pet the cows and ride bikes <laughs> around campus. That's pretty much it. And I would say there's a lot more than that. Like, yes, cows are a very popular aspect of Davis. In my dorm, it was a five minute walk from the cows and on certain nights, I could even smell like the cow dung and it was like, not very pleasant. But I personally think there's a lot more about Davis that there is to appreciate. For example, it is the biggest campus out of all the other UCs in terms of like the land. I think that has to do with the agriculture and like the animals that we have. There are more animals besides cows. Like I've seen horses, donkeys, even like llamas and alpacas. It is a big biking campus. I biked a lot during my first year, but I actually ditched it after my first year just because I preferred walking everywhere. It wasn't too bad. It's also a very small town. Davis is known as a college town in that the only other people who live there that aren't college students are like, like smaller suburban families or like older adults that like retire there in my opinion um usually when you go to like a lot of the stores and stuff the employees are college students 
what about for Santa Cruz? I've only been there once, but did you hear of any stereotypes that are true or false? Or like, what else is it your school known for? Santa Cruz is known for actually like a wide range of things. I think one thing that Davis and Santa Cruz have in common is like having animals on campus. Santa Cruz has turkeys, deer, squirrels, a whole bunch of stuff. I just can't remember right now, but I think turkeys and deer are probably the most notable animals on campus just because the deer, like they'll cross the roads and sometimes they'll just stand in the road and all the cars have to yield to them. And the turkeys, like uh, we have one specific turkey named Hank that everyone knows and loves, but um, sometimes the turkeys can get a little aggressive. So it's a little scary. My professor one time told me that like they came out of class and saw it pecking their tires. So some people have a love-hate relationship with them. But other notable things are that Santa Cruz is actually comprised of pairings of colleges. We call them sister colleges. And Santa Cruz is built in like a horseshoe kind of shape. So then um, around the campus, like there'll be a pair and then a little further away, there'll be another pair and a little further away, there'll be another pair. So that's kind of unique. And there's a naked run at the first rain of every year. I've definitely heard of that. It's a very interesting event. I don't know if I would ever participate in it, but it does seem like a fun thing to do. Do you think it's something that only mostly freshmen do? I don't know, actually, to be honest, because I feel like a lot of people participate in it. It's probably most convenient for freshmen just because they're already on campus. Because for the naked run, they, they run from the west side of campus to the east side. And then... At the end, they like, at the end, they get to the gym and then they climb the fence and jump into the pool. I think it makes sense for a lot of freshmen to participate in it, but I think a lot of people have just you? do. Oh no, I have not, but I have seen it from my dorm window before one time. And um, you can hear people, they like start cheering and they're just running and it's like raining. It's super, it's super funny. But yeah, personally, I don't know if I would ever be able to do that. Ooh, that sounds fun. What else are they known for? Um, one thing we have is called Holy Festival. Is it Holly or Holy? I don't remember anymore. But so during Holy, um, everyone goes to the east side of campus where the gym is. And then there's like a giant field there and they'll play music. And then people wear all white. And what they end up doing is throwing like um, colored powder at each other. Kind of like a, like fight, the color but a powder fight. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but yeah, I heard like the Holy Festival is a really fun time. People come out of it all colorful and it's just good vibes. Everyone's happy, everyone's colorful, everyone takes a lot of photos, but it's just very messy. I bet. Yeah, speaking of events, I remember that our school has this very big event every year called Picnic Day. And it's just a day for celebrating UC Davis's achievements. A lot of families, alumni, and just students from other schools come and celebrate. The college students, they like to day drink and party, but there are very fun events on campus as well. Um, there are performances from certain organizations. There are clubs selling stuff or fundraising. Um, there's events like doxy derbies and like milking cows and magic tricks. So it's a very fun thing to do. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do it this year because of the whole coronavirus thing, but um, it's one of the things that make Davis what it is. Wait, that sounds so fun. I wish we had an event like that. Have you personally like participated in any of those I events? I went once. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into it too much. 
I did go on campus and see some of the events, but I actually never got to, to like milk a cow or anything because the line was way too long and it wasn't really worth it. And usually around that time in Davis, it's super hot. Like it's like burning hot. So you kind of just like want to get indoors and cool down. I feel like maybe in the future, I might go again just to like have the full experience. So does picnic day all happen like on campus? Like, is there like a certain field that everyone goes to or is it like, just throughout the I whole I want to say it's within the majority of campus. Like, it's not just one part of the campus. It's, like, the majority of the campus because, like, that, there are so many activities and there's so many things happening. Like, at the main field, there'll be the club selling stuff. And then the other field will be, like, a stage for performances. And then another area will be, like, the other activities. So it's super big. It's a lot of walking. That sounds like a lot of fun, though. But it does feel like it sounds like a whole day event kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely is a whole day event, or at least the first half of the day. Ooh, there's also this event called DDR, which happens at night. It's an event where the Davis dance clubs and teams come to compete. It's super fun. I've been to it twice, and it's by far my favorite event in Davis. But in terms of picnic day activities, I think those go on until probably sundown, and then the partying continues all night. Sounds like a lot of fun. Santa Cruz has something like that where like the whole kind of community can just participate in. But I don't think we had anything like that. That's okay. I mean, you know, you can always come to Davis. <laughs> so transitioning from high school to college is a big deal. How long did it take during your first year to fit in and finally feel at home? In my first year, I actually did a lot of exploring and jumped from major to major. So I actually went from undeclared to um, CS or computer science, and then I switched to cognitive science and then to psychology. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a psych major, but I just wanted to explore my options. So I feel like my first year was a lot of that. And just trying to get a better understanding of like Santa Cruz culture and the whole area. Fortunately, within my first year, I found an organization and an Asian community to be a part of. Ultimately, like in my first year, I was comfortable in Santa Cruz, but I don't think I actually fully settled in until my second year. How about you, Teresa? Going to Davis was definitely a new and a scary experience for me. I didn't know some people from my high school that were also going there, but uh, they were just acquaintances and. I wanted a fresh start and to make new friends. I tried really hard to find my place during my first year. I went to a bunch of club meetings alone, even though it was super scary, and that was kind of awkward. All the clubs that I explored were based on my interests, like dancing, streetwear, etc. Funny enough, I didn't find my place in college until I started working at a boba shop called T4. All of my coworkers were students too, so. I was finally making friends for the first time, and they became family to me. And it's funny because, like, the bad management actually brought us closer together. How long did you work at T4? So for my first time around, I actually worked there for a year. I started my spring of my freshman year, and then I left a year after because I wanted more internships and jobs that aligned with my career. Honestly, I wanted to leave way earlier, but... Yeah, uh, management was kind of toxic and I just ended up being stuck there for a while. And when I finally left, I had no plans to come back because in my mindset, I wanted every opportunity that I took next to be related to my career. But um, 
During that time that I was thinking of coming back, I was doing an internship where I wasn't experiencing much growth anymore. And I also heard that the management at T4 was different and it was way better. And I needed money, so I just gave it a shot. And I'm glad I did because the new boss there ended up being the best boss that I've ever had. So it was like a complete 180. When I went back, I only stayed for a quarter until I left the following summer for my summer internship. So since we both didn't really get settled in until our end of freshman year or the start of our second year, do you want to get into how it was like when you finally got into the groove of things? Yeah, by my second year, I felt like I solidified my friend groups a lot and just like felt like it was the first real step of becoming an adult because uh, for me, I started working. I started working two jobs part time. Um, it was with work study though. So they were very understanding that like I'm a student. So that was really great. But at the same time, I was taking a lot of units, taking a lot of classes and also just like finding an apartment and coordinating with housemates and just starting to live your own life, like cooking for yourself, cleaning for yourself. It felt like a really pivotal point in my college career. But it was nice. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I feel like during your first year, it's all about having fun and getting used to everything, making friends. You're finally being adult, kind of, because of the independence you're getting. But I feel like it's not until your second year until you have real adult responsibilities. Like your apartment searching for the first time, you're paying bills, you're buying furniture, all that good stuff. You're learning to cook by yourself, too. That's something that I struggled with. But yeah, during my second year, unfortunately, like I said, I was working at T4 most of the time. I really wanted to explore clubs, but I never had time to do that. So unfortunately, I didn't get to experience as much as I wanted to that year. But I still had a lot of fun because I was building my relationships with my coworkers and we were getting super close. I finally left during the end of my second year when I finally found another position at the Office of Research as a financial analyst assistant. It was my first office job and I was super excited for that. How did you end up finding that job? Was it through work study? No, it wasn't work study, but it was part of the school, but it was off campus. I found it through the school job portal of what it was or whatever they used before Handshake. And I found that position because during that time, I was just looking at that job portal constantly because I knew I wanted to leave and I just needed an excuse to. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to leave unless I had another position lined up. What do you think were some of like your bigger challenges in your second, in your later years of college, like from second to fourth year? Because I know maybe you had some trouble leaving T4. Like, do you think you had any other issues? <laughs> I mean, like yeah, I did. Thank you for bringing that up because I totally forgot about this. So during my second or third year, that's when my doubts about my career were the strongest. I wasn't sure if I was in the right major and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't mention this earlier, but funny story, I actually came in as a music major. I wanted to be a choir teacher, but after I submitted my college apps, I already changed my mind. So even though I got accepted into Davis as a music major, I knew that's not what I was going to end up with. In my mind, I was just going undeclared. So I changed my major to managerial economics. It's the closest thing we have to business, and I was interested in economics. But after taking a few of its core classes, I wasn't sure if it was exactly the major for me. The classes I were taking weren't exactly engaging, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to apply this in the real world. So I started thinking like, oh, should I major in statistics? Decided that wasn't for me. Should I just pick up another minor instead? 
should I just do something completely different? Like, at one moment, I was even trying to pursue a cinema and digital media as a double major. Those classes were fun, but ultimately, I didn't pursue that major any further because in case I wanted to get an MBA in the future, I didn't want anything to jeopardize my GPA. So trying to figure out what I wanted to do was very rough for me. Like, I remember having a couple of breakdowns because I felt like I just couldn't figure anything out. And I compared myself to my peers. I know, bad thing to do, but um, I felt like they had everything figured out and I was just stuck. I knew I wanted to do something in the business industry for sure, but coming into college, it wasn't until the only things I knew related to business were like marketing, sales, and like tech, computer science. It wasn't until the second half of my junior year until I figured out what I wanted to do or what I thought I wanted to do. But that's when I started getting super motivated. Um, I started to join a professional club on campus and I started to look for internships. I definitely felt super behind then because my peers were already in clubs. They were already situated in them. They already had internships lined up. And for me, I didn't start looking till like my winter quarter. And I think I got super lucky because I actually got lucky enough to find one during my spring quarter, which I feel like is super rare. That doesn't really happen, but I was able to clutch it. And during my third year, I finally had time to join some clubs. And I joined a club called VSA, which is um, the Vietnamese Student Association. You know, I got to plug it because I know I have some listeners there. That's where I met my family and my closest friends that I have now. So shout out to them. And I'm glad I joined it because it was definitely the highlight of my third and fourth year. Despite all of your challenges, though, like you really came up from it and you learned <laughs> so much from it. So I'm really happy for you. Like, I actually did not know any of this prior to this recording. Thank you. Okay, what about you? I definitely do want to hear about more of your experience after your second year. I know that you went to study abroad, but how was that like? And what else did you do? Oh boy, my second to fourth year was just a lot of working and grinding, to be honest. Because like how I mentioned before, I was working part-time and a student full-time. So I was pretty busy for the most part because any extra time I had was probably used for like studying or whatever other chores I had to do. I definitely know how you feel when you said that work and school basically took out most of your time. Like for me during my second year, I didn't really get to do anything except for working. Like sometimes it's so hard to get more experience outside of that when you're just trying to make a living and support yourself. I personally think that I missed out on so much during my second year. Yeah, I feel like because I was more worried about taking care of myself and also saving up for studying abroad, I ended up giving up like some of my college experience, which personally I didn't really mind because I knew that I was going to get a really great experience studying abroad. But that's kind of like how my life went for my second to fourth year. Did you always know that you wanted to study abroad? Like, was that something that you knew coming into college or was it something that you found out later on? Oh, yeah. Like when I first got into college, I knew that I wanted to study abroad. Like as soon as they mentioned it in like orientation or something, or when maybe when I went to my um, college advising office, I knew that I wanted to do it. It was just figuring out the means of how to do it. And I ended up networking with a, a bunch of people and also asking a lot of my friends that study abroad for like their advice and how they took care of like their financial needs. So I'm very fortunate. Oh, also shout out to Amy. She, she really helped me a lot throughout the process because even though we didn't study abroad in the same country, like she was there to just 
walk me through it. Just so, curious, like I'm very grateful. Did studying abroad her and teach her you help. any like new skills? Because like when you're in college, you're learning how to be an adult. You're like living by yourself, and when you're studying abroad, you're doing that same thing, but you're trying to adapt to like another country. That's a really good question. I feel like studying abroad taught me <laughs> interview a lot questions. Of things, actually, <laughs> now that I really think about it, I've never been asked this before, so we're just gonna talk about this on the fly. There's a lot of life skills that you learn when you study abroad. When you're like placed in a country where you don't know the language and you don't know the culture or anything like that, you have to kind of really adapt and be open-minded. Because for me, like, oh, so. I don't even know if I said this, but I studied abroad in Korea and I am not Korean, fun fact. <laughs> so I didn't know how to read, write, speak the language. I didn't know that much about the culture other than like what I knew out of like K-dramas or like K-pop, but that's like, okay, like let's not get into that. But I fortunately do have a connection in Korea and I actually messaged her she lives in Busan. I messaged her and asked her like a whole bunch of different things. Like, oh, what should I prepare for? Like, what is the culture like? What is acceptable? What is not acceptable? And she actually helped me a lot. So really grateful for her. And yeah, a lot of it is learning life skills. I think it was super considerate how you thought to ask about etiquette and the do's and don'ts for the culture. I don't know if I would have thought to ask that. I was really scared to reach out to her originally, but I'm really glad that I ended up doing it. What was your hands down most favorite memory about Korea? Oh, hands down, hands down. I say this to everyone all the time. So I went to school in Seoul, but I actually, there is so many, so many good things that I can say about my whole study abroad experience in Korea. But Busan is definitely one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Like my friends and I, we just kind of knew that we always wanted to go to Busan or Jeju, but it just took a little bit of work of figuring out um, when we wanted to go, how long we wanted to go for, et cetera, et cetera. And those kind of like logistical things, but oh my God, Busan, okay. One, it's very beautiful. Like it's like the second largest city in Korea. So you get like the city vibe and you get the countryside vibe and they have very beautiful beaches. Like they have a lot of like tourist attractions if you're into that. They have really good food. And if you like <laughs> seafood, that is definitely the place to be, let me tell you. They're so close to the ocean and the food is so fresh. Oh my God, I could go on forever about Busan. Since you said you have to work a lot and that you didn't get to experience much because of that, do you think studying abroad made up for everything? <laughs> okay, not to be that person, but I am that person. Like, I love studying abroad. Like. Do you think that it really made up for the rest of my college experience? Because even though I didn't get kind of like professional experience, I'm glad I got this piece of life experience. Because a lot of older adults kind of mentioned to me, like, when you're young, get the, like, take the opportunity to travel. Like, go ahead and experience life before you settle down and jump into a career because you have your whole life to work. And I kind of didn't take that to heart for the most part until my third year when I really decided like okay I really want to study abroad for my last quarter and yeah I really do think it made up for 
all of those small experiences that I had to give up on. Like maybe I wasn't able to go and grab food with my friend because I picked up another shift at work to, you know, make some extra money. I mean, it's totally okay to be that person. Because I think if I ended up studying abroad and it was also life-changing to me, I would be going around preaching to everyone that they had to go experience studying abroad too. Like I would 100% be talking about it the way that you do. I personally didn't end up studying abroad because I didn't want to take out any more loans. But like honestly, it is such a good package deal. Like you're never going to get a cheaper price anywhere else to live in another country for a few months with friends and going to school on top of that. And like you said, you get to make lifelong friends. Yeah, I think I was really fortunate because of my financial aid package and grants and everything. I was able to go study abroad at a pretty affordable price, even though it still took some saving up to do. Like, I think for the most part, it was very doable for me. But that's not the case for everyone. And I think another reason why I thought that it was so like life-changing is because I never really left the country before. I never really traveled before. So that might also be why I think so highly of my study abroad experience. Because prior to that, I had only been to Hong Kong. So yeah, that, that might skew my perception. But, you know, it was still a really great experience. So jumping back a little bit to our experiences, I know you mentioned briefly that you felt like you were kind of playing a game of catch up a lot of times. And honestly, I felt that way too. And I was wondering, like, do you think that being first gen kind of had a part to play in that? I definitely think being a first gen made my experience in college a little more difficult in terms of I had trouble navigating through it and like I didn't know what to do and how to get the full college experience. My mom did try to like give me as many resources as she could throughout my life. She sent me to like tutoring and like art classes and stuff like that. Um, She never went to college so she didn't really know how to guide me through college. I did have a sister that went to Davis at that time. She did help me get situated during my first year and I appreciate her for that. But in terms of getting into my own groove and joining like clubs that would benefit me, I didn't know how to start. And that's why I had so much trouble my first two to three years. I just didn't have the resources. But I knew that was also about what you do outside of classes. And you were supposed to get those resources for yourself. I knew that and I didn't get to do that until I found the motivation. That's when I started joining more professional clubs, trying to go more professionally. I think that's definitely a big part during college that like people don't really exaggerate. They tell you, make sure that you have fun during your college experience is like life-changing and like teaches you a lot about adulthood. And then for the professional development part, they'll go a little bit into like, oh, you should network. They don't really go too much into that. So I didn't know what to do exactly. I liked guidance and I don't know how I ended up doing it. I think essentially ended up pushing me to go find those resources for myself is that I just had a natural drive to learn and grow. I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be, so I just had to give myself that extra push. Julie, since you're also a first gen, can you go over how it also affected your experience? Oh yeah, definitely. I have older siblings that went to UCs and I could ask them for help in that kind of aspect. But in terms of like my major or figuring out what I wanted to do or internships, I lacked a lot of guidance there. I feel like I had to really find the motivation in myself to go out and look for it. 
And I'm really glad that I did because I ended up reaching out and being one of those students that kind of like went to advising offices kind of often to just kind of like figure out my life. <laughs> and I worked at an advising office, so that also helps with like figuring out my path as a college student. But in terms of like real life things like internships and career building, that took definitely a little bit more effort. You hear everyone telling you like, oh yeah, just do this, just do that. But like, how exactly do you do that? You know, like, oh, go find an internship, but okay, like what websites am I supposed to look through? Like, where am I supposed to go? Cause maybe you know, like of one or two, but there's like a whole range of them out there that we don't really know about when we're in college. Even though the experience was like a little bit harder for us, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Being a first gen and like going through all the struggles and really shaped who I am today. It's the reason why I'm so motivated to grow right now. I guess if I did have the resources, I can't say how I would be, but I just know like I am currently happy with where I am now. Now I feel like I have enough of those resources that I found by myself. I feel like <laughs> It's just more rewarding for us when we do figure it out. It's like, yeah, I freaking did that. You know, like, I think I agree with you. Like, I would not have traded my experience as a first gen for anything in the world. I'm very proud to be first gen. Julie, do you think your major helped you with your career at all? The short answer is no, not really, because I'm not currently working in like the field of psychology. I think a lot of people can attest to this and say that their major kind of has nothing to do with their career now. And that's okay. I know sometimes some people can feel like they kind of wasted four years because they're not doing or they're not working a job related to that field. But I think just the overall experience of college has a lot to do with you growing up um, being an adult, experiencing life, and prepare you for the real world. So I think in some sense, it does prepare you for your career, just like being an adult and those kinds of aspects. But I don't think that there is any direct application from school to work, but that's okay. I'm still very grateful and very glad that I majored in psych. But how about you, Teresa? Like, do you think your major prepared you for your career? Yeah, for my major, I didn't feel like my class, my courses were really relevant until my senior year of college when I was actually taking like finance. All the classes before that was like supply and demand of like natural resources. I knew those courses weren't going to be as beneficial to me. Funny enough, I felt like with my minor in technology management, I learned more in one of my classes than I did in my entire major. I feel like a part of that is also because I don't know if this is true for all the other UCs, but for UC Davis, a lot of the students notice that the professors are there mostly to do research or to like publish a paper, like, and they have to teach on the side to like get that work done. So like the quality of teaching might not be as great or as genuine. Um, all the times I felt like I was just like sitting in class and just sitting through these lectures where I was questioning myself if I can even apply this to the real world. Um, when I took my tech management minor, that minor was actually taught by um, MBA program from UC Davis. The professors there were also teaching those same classes to their um, MBA students. 
So those classes were very different and they're actually very rewarding. It wasn't like a lecture style. It was a lot more participation, a lot more doing than just sitting there. I Yeah, I felt like that minor in itself, it was only like five classes. I felt like that prepared me a lot more for my career than my major did. I think I can definitely agree with you that some professors are definitely just there to do their research, or at least I can feel it as a student. And unfortunately for us as students, it makes our learning experience that much more difficult or that much more, I don't know, just unpleasant because you know, like the professors care about their research more than they care about you learning, which is really, really sad. I think I was blessed to have professors that actually do care about my learning. And even though they did have their research on the side, they made it a point to prioritize their students. Maybe that was the perk of being a psych major. I don't know, but most people were pretty understanding. I have definitely taken some classes where the professors are passionate about their students and they do care about their learning. Those professors were actually wanting to give the students like a good education, which is also kind of sad that I have to appreciate that because you kind of expect that if you're paying like a lot of money to go to a, a UC. I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating like to have that be a reality. like. Like, it, it is true. Like, there are some professors that really don't care about your learning. They care more about their research than anything. And I think it's just one of the big issues <laughs> with the UC system. So thinking back now, because we just recently graduated from college. Are there some things you wish you knew or some things that you wish you would have done differently? So if I were to tell Teresa four years ago, who was scared and lost and had no idea what she was doing, I would tell her that it's okay. Keep exploring clubs. Um, it's important to find what you're interested in, even if like the first few aren't what you're really looking for. Just keep trying. In terms of the professional development, I would say do everything earlier. It's important to get a head start because while you're in college, that's where you have unlimited resources. If you're able to figure out what you can do, that's great. If you can do it earlier, you will have those resources for like many more years compared to like the one year that you had, or I guess the one year that I had, if I'm speaking to <laughs> past Teresa. Yeah, but what about you, Julie? I think I wish that I also did things earlier, kind of like plan better. I think one thing in particular was I procrastinated a little bit and thinking about my four year plan. Um, I still ended up graduating in like three and a half years, but I could have been more efficient with my time. So I wish I spent more time on kind of like my professional and school development. But at the same time, like I knew I had to do what I had to do to take care of myself, whether that was like working or taking extra classes. It's important to note that like this advice or seeing what we wish we knew, it was it's something that we think would have made our own college experiences better. And it might not apply to like everyone who who's listening right now because everyone has their own path. Um, everyone wants different things out of college. And this is just something that we think would have made our experiences a little bit better. For those in college right now or just started college in the current climate, most of it's online. And I honestly can't really relate too much. Like I, my last quarter was online, but it's a total different story to say that you start off college when it's online and like you don't know when it's going to be in person anytime soon. Um, the best advice that I could give is that it's still worth it, and I would even say even more critical now to join clubs and organizations. 
yes, it might be a bummer that like it's not gonna be as fun meeting these people or doing these activities compared to if you were in person. Right now, it's like the only way that you can meet people in that community, like from your school. If you're living at home right now and you don't really know many people who go to the school that you go to, I think joining clubs and being involved, even though it's not the same experience as it would be in person, it's still worth the shot. And we know Zoom University can get pretty tiring or like texting and being on the phone can be tiring when you want to like connect with everyone, but you still have to do class online and everything. So just make sure you take your breaks as you need. Thank you for listening to us talk about our college experiences, including things that we've learned and the challenges that we went through. If you enjoyed it, episode three is out now. We will be covering everything from what happened post-grad to what we're trying to pursue now. See you there.